so I had, um, I bought a couple other deals kind of with my own money. And then, um, then I was like, I want to go a little bit bigger. And I didn't go straight to the syndication model. I did a JV first. I said, okay, actually with the same, um, uh, broker or partner I had bought the first deal with, I said, Hey, if I find a larger deal, do you want to partner with me? And he said, sure. Cause he's an investor. Uh, he loves investing. So we found this 38 unit. I think we've had a little over two years now. So we found a 38 unit. We bought that. Uh... A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio. Or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can dwell in and partner with Amazon's Audible to give you, the dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you one to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your old Ola Dantes. I've got James Nielsen with us today. Hey, James, how you doing? I'm good, how are you, Ola? Doing great, doing great. Um, I think you can do a way, a way better job than I can and telling our listeners who you are, um, what you do, and what you've been up to lately. Yeah, thanks for uh, the opportunity. So as you can probably hear from my, uh, from my name and my accent, I'm, I wasn't born in this country. I actually came from... I came Denmark. I have been in the U.S. since 1996. You know, came here um, and and basically did what everybody else did. You know, got the got the education, got the good job, stayed in my 401k, and just just worked my way up through kind of the corporate ladder for years and years, right? And uh, that was great. You know, I was in IT, and that that was enjoyable and made made good made good money there. But then one day I was like, man, this is never really gonna give me to any kind of ret- uh, financial freedom. So, uh, you know, four years, five years ago, I started to, um, I decided that real estate investing was kind of the, the path for me. And I started uh, with some smaller deals, bought a couple of uh, fourplexes uh, down in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I live in Southwestern Colorado, but Albuquerque, New Mexico was kind of the first place I started. And then um, slowly moved up to some bigger deals, um, and have since you know syndicating, and uh, we're actually in the middle of our fourth syndication uh, right now. So that was kind of a very very quick overview. I don't know what you want to dig into here a little bit, but uh, we can talk more about some of the larger deals, smaller deals. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, a lot of folks listening to this might be trying to they're trying to act. You know, how do I get into the industry? So I, I kind of like to focus more historically. So you said you, you bought a few duplexes, but first and foremost, um, sorry, triplexes, I think you said. Um, before we even get into any of that, you had a job, like you said, what everyone is doing in the United States. You came from Denmark, just like I came, um, you know, to the U.S. as well. 
why didn't you just continue, you know, with the IT job, the nine to five? I'm sure it paid pretty well. Why do you decide to do this new thing called related investing? Yeah, basically because, um, you know, I was losing passion for my job, right? Because it was like something I've been doing for 20 years and it seemed like the same thing every time, right? And, and, and the only way you progress in the, in the corporate world is you just go higher and higher up and you become, you know, manager and then you got to deal with, uh, deal with, with employees and deal with all those issues. And it just seemed like it wasn't really something I was super passionate about. And I realized, hey, I have another 20 years of work if I want to stay in the, in the corporate world. So it was just not really, it wasn't, there was no path for financial freedom, essentially. The only financial freedom was be to save my 401k and retire when I was, when I was 65. And I wasn't building something for myself. I was building something for somebody else, right? And I kept you know, racking my brain about what, um, you know, what makes sense, you know, and everything else just looked like another job. It would be like an IT consulting or something. I was like, man, this sucks. So, so I, I, you know, discovered real estate investing. I was like, oh yeah, this is the path. This is what I really need to do. And, uh, and then kind of went down that, that direction. Essentially. I'm sure. And yeah, you sure did um, do something. So just kind of tell us about your very first deal. What was the deal like? If you don't mind sharing the numbers, how did you kind of get your feet wet? Because now you're doing, you know, massive syndications, you know, many of our listeners are not there yet. So let's just kind of try to tie the two together. Yeah. So I started, you know, when I, as soon as I learned or started learning about investing, I, I reached out to a good friend I have here in my local community who I knew, I knew was investing already. So I was like, Hey, how does this work? You know, what am I supposed to do? And he kind of, you know, we sat down at dinner and we talked about it and he's, he laid it all out and said, hey, this is how you do it. You, you, this is how you analyze a deal. And um, I said, okay, cool. Who should I talk to? Who can help me with this? And he said, well, go and talk to this guy. And this, I was investing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I said, go and talk to this gentleman. He can help you out. And basically, you know, I called him up and I said, hey, I'm looking for a smaller deal. You know, I've got some money in the bank and let's do something. And he very quickly found a fourplex for me um, and we paid, I think it was $117,000 for a four unit deal, you know, got traditional 30 year financing on it. And then we put some money into it because the units were a little run down. So I think we put a new roof on there and we put, fixed up a couple of units and, uh, you know, spent 20 or 30,000 uh, to kind of fix it up. And then we're just cash flowing it. Um, so that was just kind of the start, right? And it may seem simple. I mean, I had, I had, to, I had saved up some money in that was sitting in the stock market. So I pulled it out and started, you know, use that for the, for the investments. Um, you know, and it was just, Hey, let's buy this deal. I, I think a lot of new investors, they can't really get out of their own way and they just get stuck in paralysis analysis and never really take action. And I was like, Hey, taking action was the one thing that just pushed me forward very quickly. I, I learned from it and I also realized what not to do and what to do and, and so forth, you know. Yeah, so you, you bought this fourplex, you reached out to somebody in your local market that could actually help you get in, you know, kind of get your feet wet, right? Um, so, you know, you reached out to these folks, then you actually did something and then I'm guessing after that you bought more of it. When was that point um, in your career that you thought, hey, I want to try something bigger? Um, you know, and then how did you go about making that transition 
right? Did you also use the same kind of um, approach, which is reaching out to someone? Did you partner? Did you call GP? Just kind of walk us through that path. Yeah, so I had, um, I bought a couple other deals kind of with my own money. And then, um, then I was like, I want to go a little bit bigger. And I didn't go straight to the syndication model. I did a JV first. I said, okay, actually with the same um, uh, broker or partner I had bought the first deal with, I said, hey, if I find a larger deal, do you want to partner with me? And he said, sure, because he's an investor. Uh, he loves investing. So we found this 38 unit. I think we've had a little over two years now. So we found a 38 unit. We bought that. Um, you know, I brought some capital. I found a couple of partners. And we all, you know, did a JV on that deal. So that was my first time, like, kind of bringing all the partners in to get it. Um, so that was an interesting path doing that. Um, but then really what pushed me into that larger, that, 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 that syndication world was really starting getting educated, surrounding myself with people that, that had the same goals as me. You know? So I, I signed up for a coaching program. I would go to events and really just getting out there and talking to people because I'm in a small town and I, you know, I can't really connect very well with people sitting behind my computer. So, so I really just got out there and really started, started connecting with people and that and, and then the first deal, as you said, it was a you know kind of a co-GP situation where I found somebody who was uh, doing a deal and they wanted some help with uh, you know some underwriting, some due diligence, some some equity raising, and that's how I was able to to join um, and bring value to the first deal. And how did that thirty-eight unit um, deal go? Because I'm guessing you went from kind of like your residential multifamily to now commercial, you know, so from a fourplex, it took you about two years, you said, you know, you said to get to this 38 unit. And I'm guessing you're probably the main GP anyway, you know, managing this thing or managing the manager. How was that for you? And actually, how did you find that 38 unit deal? <laughs> well, so this is also down in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I actually found her on LoopNet. Somebody had listed it on LoopNet for and I remember exactly, it was 38 units, it was one and a half million dollars. And, you know, we, we, uh, we went and took a, you know, took a look at it. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is pretty rough. It was in a decent area, but it was just, just run down, right? So we ended up buying it for 1.2 million, out of 1.2, but we realized it needed a lot of work. So we ended up um, getting a bank loan, I mean, a recourse bank loan for, Initially, we just we 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 got six hundred thousand dollars in a loan, and we brought six hundred to it. So it really was fifty percent loan to to cost there along the value. And then we, um, but the bank then said, okay, they got an appraisal on it, and they then allowed us to do draws against uh, a loan. So we over the, these two years of rehabbing it, we have then drawn a loan up to one point two million. So we own we we owe. You know, I had $1.2 million loan on it and $600,000 in equity on the deal, right? Um, but we've gone in there. We've done new roof, new stucco. We've fixed the decking. We've done most of the units really nicely. So it's been a lot of work, a lot of unknowns, a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, surprises along the way. But, you know, it's, it's, it's getting there. So Yeah, so you were basically, you know, kind of quote-unquote, uh, a multi-family commercial multi-family um, investor and now you're like hey I've done this 38 unit I want to go big so kind of you know you said you went with your 
you know, your partner, the broker on this, on this 38 unit. So when did you make that shift now um, into bigger syndication and raising money? And, you know, how did you actually change um, your approach as you kind of scaled um, into this bigger asset? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you know, that, that 38 unit kind of gave me, you know, some, it's like, okay, this is how big a deal is to be run and, and what the, the, the challenges are. And I realized, you know, at that time I was kind of like running out of my own money, right? Because I had invested in four or five deals with my own capital. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't have unlimited funds here. But I realized there's unlimited funds if you partner with people. And so I had, you know, over the last year, a couple of years leading up to this, I had been talking to people about multifamily real estate investing and building that network, building an investor list, to start really getting out there and getting people to know who I was and what I was doing. So I've you know, slowly created that list and, and sending newsletters and gone to you know, meetups and other things. And then once, once I you know, found that team who was doing these, these large syndications that needed some help, I went to my investor list and I said, hey, you know, I've got this deal, you know, this is the group, you know, it's in, a, in Atlanta, it's in a, in a growing market and everything else. So, you know, are you interested in investing with, with us? You know, and, and that's, that's kind of how I approached it. And, you know, I'm an analytical guy and, and people, you know, kind of trust my judgment. So I was able to, you know, bring money into that first deal through that uh, co-sponsorship. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. And what would you say to somebody looking to, I guess, make that, that leap? Um, from kind of like maybe residential to multifamily, specifically from a equity raising perspective. Yeah, it's a matter of getting educated and being informed, knowing what you're talking about, right? So when somebody will ask you questions about the deal, you need to be able to answer those questions. You know, what's the you know what's the business plan? What's the potential risks? What's the upside? What's you know? how we're going to raise rents, you know, everything else. And also just so being kind of very understand the deal in much detail and also understand your underwriting and so forth. At least that's been my approach. So that's how you, you know, connect with investors, but just keep educating investors through newsletters, through meetups, through calls. So, so your investors are comfortable with you. You can't just, in my opinion, talk to somebody once and then, you know, six months or a year later, expect them to invest with you. You've got to keep warm. You've got to keep really talking to them. So that was a challenge for me because I mean, I've never really been out there promoting myself. So had to kind of go, go out there and get uncomfortable being, you know, in front of people and learning and, and, and connecting. You know? So that was just the approach that I took just slowly generating that list really. So you guys are doing a lot, um, a lot, a lot of, you know, syndications, like you said, you've got four, you said on the contracts right now. So, you know, kind of what's the next um, step for you guys? I mean, you're doing a ton of deals. So when you look at open door capital um, in the next five to 10 years, what are your thoughts? What are you looking at? What are, where are you looking to get to? Yeah. So, you know, I partnered with a couple of different groups along the way and, and now I'm really learning where I can add the most value and which people I enjoy to work with most. So, you know, I have a, I have a good partner who, um, you know, we're doing a deal up there in West Pennsylvania right now, and we really have a good model going. So really what, what next is, is trying to systematize some of this stuff so we can just, because I think, let me step back a little bit, you know, everybody wants that 200 unit apartment building and everybody's bidding on that and trying to buy that. So it's very competitive. 
I feel like if we can get super good at creating a system to take down even a smaller deal and be really efficient around it, you know, hey, if it's a it's 150, 100, or 75 units, if it still makes sense from an investment standpoint, if we can be efficiently take it down and you know get out there and get the get all the paperwork done quickly and inexpensively and raise the money and close the deal, we then we can have an opportunity to break into a niche that that not everybody competes in. Um, you know, so we're just continuing to grow and really, really just uh, see where the value add are and and, uh, and and grow the company. You know, um, and the other thing that I do too, I've been really going into the um, coaching as well. So I, I feel like giving back to new investors who wants to learn what it means to be a, a, a multifamily investor. That's my other passion to really work with them. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, we'll definitely talk to, touch on that in a little bit. So we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? Sure. All right. First question, what makes you Jan's unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? <laughs> I, I never give up, right? I mean, I'll just keep pushing forward and if, if, if my one direction doesn't work, I'll try something else. I'll be very tenacious around reaching my goals. Awesome. Second question, what was the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked up from that book? last book I read is actually, this guy just comes to the coaching, it's called The High Performance Habit by Brendan Burchard. So that's kind of common to coaching thing. It's a lot of really good mindset idea, things about you know, being clear around your purpose, figuring out what do you really want to do, right? Not somebody else's idea, your own idea, developing that purpose and then work towards that. So you've got a lot going, like I said, um, in your company. What do you do for fun? <laughs> I'm a I'm a mountain biker, so I like to go mountain biking and you know, hiking in the mountains. I live in Colorado, so there's always plenty of outdoor stuff to do. Nice. So if there's somebody saying, "Wow, I really want to connect with Jan to maybe get on a coaching call with him," what's the best place people can reach out, connect with you, get to know you more? Yeah, so they can go to my uh, my email is jens j e n s at opendoorscapital.com. And my website is opendoorscapital.com. And you can go opendoorscapital.com slash call to set up a free coaching call with me. Uh, I mean, a, a discovery call, a strategy call to talk about investing or coaching, whatever it may be. Sounds fantastic. Jens, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Appreciate it. That was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com that's bestevershow.com